Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you could always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics. Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Listen and follow Relationship with Cammie Crawford on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Ooh, welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week for three more weeks. I'm your host, <laughs> Matt Bellisai. I am here in the studio recording right across from my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hi, Matt. Guess what? It is our third to last ever episode of Unhappy oh Hour. Oh, my god. Well, never say never. Never there say could, never. You never know if we have specials come out. Who knows? Yeah. The point is, keep our show in your feeds. Do it. Because we're going to pop up. At some point, I'm sure. But let's get to today's episode first. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. We're going to kick things off, as always, today with a little ranting, and then we're going to mix it up with Worst Things First, where I shout about the most stupidest, ridiculous worst news of the week. After that, we're doing one of our favorite ever deep dives to do. Uh, because, you know, three episodes left, we have to do something stupid. A stoned deep dive. Yes. And not just any stoned deep dive. No, no, no. A special stoned science with Matt deep dive. <laughs> because if we know one thing, it's that I know science. Yes. Especially when I'm under the influence of a narcotic. <laughs> because Here's a dumb question. Is weed a narcotic? Yeah. Is it not? Is weed? Well, you know what? We'll save that question for the deep dive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All of the scientific questions that I've ever wanted to ask myself and answer my altered state, we're going to find out. And finally, we'll get into all the good stuff that helps the bad shit go down easier with our chaser. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, we were off for a week. We're back. I haven't seen you in like two weeks. I hate that I haven't seen you. I'm so happy to see you now. I forgot what your face looked like. I know. Are you disappointed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's what they don't tell you about um, not being around someone is that, yeah, they're a letdown when you see them (laughs) again. You're like, why did I like you? (laughs) (laughs) What do you have to gripe about this week? Here's what I have to gripe about. This is the thing that I've always known is a letdown. Uh Uh-huh. And that are those shoes that look like hooves. Oh, yeah. I fucking hate those. I thought that they were a trend that would die. But they seem to be having a resurgence. Yeah. And I'm like, Please stop. Like, you told me that, like, camel toe is not okay, but now camel toe on the feet is okay. Uh And, like, either it's allowed everywhere or we allow it nowhere is how I feel about this. Yeah. I also, you can't wear those shoes and not have me think she's a horse. (laughs) And this is coming from a closeted horse girl. Right. I don't like it. I can recall the exact time and place where I first saw one of those shoes <laughs> and thinking like, this is a prank. There's cameras somewhere. <laughs> this is not a real shoe. Someone's playing a joke on me. Like, I took a picture of it, tweeted it out, being like, can you believe this shit? Am I the only one seeing this? <laughs> and yeah, that was like almost 10 years ago, yeah. probably. It was like when I first moved to New York. 
And I was like, oh, shit, the city wild. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but now they are like coming back. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Maybe it's like, I don't want to give too much of a platform to uh, the crazy man who's been saying a lot of stuff on Twitter, who also happens to run a crazy shoe company. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know him. He's a rapper. Was yeah, married I- to Kim Kardashian. <laughs> um, a bunch of employees who used to work for him, like... Rolling Stone did this whole article where they were talking about how, like, abusive of a boss he was and how he specifically said the design of his shoes. He wanted people to literally want to fuck their shoes. Oh. (laughs) That, it makes more sense. The hoof shoe makes more sense. Sure, sure. Because there's there's clear cleavage. Yes. There's a clear crack. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's a clear spot where one might insert... Something. Something. The alien shoes that that man is making? I don't want to fuck that. No, Uh -uh. no, no. I also, though, like, when it comes to, like, toe separation within a shoe, I think I actually prefer (laughs) the, like, runner shoe where it's basically a sock and shoe form. (laughs) I don't think I even considered the fact that it was splitting your toes in half. Isn't it or is it not? And if it's not, then why the fuck is that line there? And if it is, is that comfortable? I don't know. Should we look at the What are the shoes even called? Horseshoes. Horseshoes. Yeah, is a, a particular designer that made these shoes? I don't have a shoe trend. Oh, are they Maison Margiela? I don't know how to say that designer. The tabby boot? Is that what it's called? Well, I just want to know what the inside looks like. It's got to split your foot, right? Yeah, uh, I really hate it. Even looking at them. It, I, like, it makes, makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it just looks like, you know when you see a photo of those snakes that accidentally have, like, two heads yeah. because of a mutation? Right. Yeah, I don't like that. No. Anyway, now anyway, that we have yeah. those images firmly in our brains, <laughs> really do hate those two. <laughs> What's getting you down? What's your gripe this week? <laughs> Well, I know everybody is clamoring for an update because I was <gasps> oh, home yeah. for almost two weeks with Truffles for the first time. I traveled with her on an airplane for the first time. We survived. She was actually, like, I think traumatized into being docile. Wow. Which I don't love. I mean, right. <laughs> <laughs> even yesterday when I flew back from Chicago to New York, I was like, this is like cruel. I mean, it just feels like very overwhelming sensory. I've decided I think it's best that I give her drugs when I travel. Okay. Initially, I was like, I don't want to do that because she wasn't like barking or whining or screaming the whole time. But I'm like, I just feel like it would be more pleasant for her if she right. was high. Yeah, of course. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, you give them, like, baby Benadryl and they pass out and yeah. then it's fine. And then she just, like, wakes up in another place. But it was overwhelming for me. I mean, this is a sign that I'm truly becoming a dog mother where oh, I was, so like, of you. in the plane, I felt like I was experiencing everything from her perspective <laughs> where I'm like, oh, my God, this is so loud. <laughs> this is probably so scary. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was doing nothing. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so travel was fine. Uh But then we got to my parents' house and it was like, what is going to happen when we introduce her to Carly, my family's dog? Again, K-2-E's. Of course. Never forget. (laughs) Um, Carly is three years old. Shih Tzu weighs 10 pounds at the most. Absolutely hated truffles with her full chest. (laughs) Uh, I'll send the clip to you. We can put it. 
This Please, is this is a brief clip of just the sound that Carly made when she first met Truffles. <laughs> Best described as a scream, I would say, an absolute <laughs> scream of anger and terror. Yeah, um, a battle cry. Besides, maybe three visits to the vet her entire life, and you know, birth. Carly has never encountered another dog, period. Full stop. Mm -hmm. End of sentence. (laughs) Um, So Carly absolutely freaked out. We tried to introduce them outside, but it was like freezing in Chicago. So we went inside and Truffles did like go to snap at Carly. And in that moment, Uh we were all like, fuck, is this going to go down entirely different than we thought? (laughs) Truffles is going to be the aggressor. But I think it was just like puppy sort of like energy. Right. Basically what it all boiled down to for the entire week was that Truffles has all of this like abundance of puppy energy, wants to like swat and jump and play and Carly was like absolutely the fuck not. (laughs) And every time Truffles got within one foot radius of Carly she would go absolutely feral. (laughs) And did in fact kind of bite me. (gasps) Because I, like, got in the way of her mouth. Oh, no. She basically bit my belly button a little bit. Oh, my God. She tried to give you a little (laughs) belly button piercing? Like, it's 1998? Yeah, I could have. I could have put, like, five little rings into my (laughs) belly button. Truffles was, like, on my lap, and then Carly sort of, like, lunged. And Mm. then, yeah, got my little floppy belly button. (laughs) And, yeah, so... My gripe is my bitch dog, Carly. Dog sister? <laughs> yeah, she was like so mean. Essentially, the compromise or the solution that we had to come up with was a giant gate that <laughs> bisected our living room the entire week. Wow. And my mom and Carly stayed on one side of it <laughs> and I stayed on the other side with truffles. How did your mom handle all this? Um... I do think it was the weird sort of tension at the beginning where it was like now it's like Carly is not my dog anymore. It's like right. firmly their dog. Yeah. And Truffles is my dog. And teams are forming. Uh-huh. And like, who is responsible for the misbehaving dog? Mm. And initially it was like, oh, fuck, it's going to be Truffles, who I have to be embarrassed for. And I was relieved that eventually it was Carly. Yeah. They had to be embarrassed for. Right. The only other detail I'll give, so we don't have to belabor this too much, is I was convinced that she, Truffles would be like, If I were to leave and leave her with other people, she would be, like, fine. Mm -hmm. Like, she would have no real loyalty to me. That was my assumption. Yeah. Because just how excited she gets when other people come over. And when she whines when you leave, I'm like, (laughs) yeah, if someone else were here and I left, she probably wouldn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. No, turns out she's incredibly attached to me. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely flips the fuck out if I leave the room. Oh, no. Doesn't matter who else is there. Oh, no. Yeah. Not great. Okay. Well, we got some things to work on. <laughs> sure, sure. Cannot wait to put her through all the stress again in just three weeks <laughs> when I go back for Christmas. Yay. I know. At the end, my mom was like, do you want to just leave her here until Christmas? And then, like, she can absolutely get used to not. Carly. And I was like, that seems like a long. Yeah, I mean, absolutely not. I guess it's only three weeks. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that seems like mm. a cruel thing for her. And for Carly. Because yeah. you're just asking Carly to murder someone. Right. No, Carly is fully traumatized. My mom called me today and was like, she, uh, the gate is down, like, there's no separation, and she still, like, won't cross that part of the room. 
<laughs> so we've done some irreparable psychic damage to her, but yeah. So to she summarize, <laughs> to summarize, my gripe is that my parents have a bitch dog who's right. a piece of shit and uh-huh. not very nice. Wow. And um, Truffles is a perfect angel, Yay. and she does no wrong. I love except her. Shit and piss everywhere. Um, what's happening in the Rand Hotline today? Let's check it out. Yeah, let's play some rants. Hi, Matt and Barry. My name is Dee, and I want to talk about something that is absolutely disgusting, but everyone keeps pretending is really good, and that is banana pudding. (gasps) It's revolting. It looks like vomit. It's really soggy and weird. And I was so excited when I moved to New York to go to Magnolia Bakery because it was in Sex and City, and everyone said it's so good, and it's gross. It's really gross, and I'm shocked that people pay money for that. Okay, that's it. Bye. Oh, my God. You come into my house, (laughs) and you bitch about... Banana pudding, one of my top 10 desserts, I would say. Wow. I love bananas so much to an upsetting degree. I have some friends who, like, they hate bananas Uh and are, yeah, disgusted by the fact that I can eat two or three bananas a day. Um, Yeah, I fucking love banana pudding. I love banana pudding, too. I would agree that I do believe sometimes Magnolia Bakery pudding can be a bit much for people. Okay. But I would disagree that it's soggy. I have the opposite experience of Magnolia. If anything, Magnolia Bakery is like cakey pudding. Yeah. It's like thick. Yeah. Where it's like, this isn't even pudding. This is like, I'm just eating mushed up cake. Yeah. This is more like, I guess, a gripe against pudding in general because I love pudding. Mm -hmm. But it's like. There's really good pudding, but the second that pudding, <laughs> the amount of times I've said pudding now, I can't. I did, something, something in my brain just broke in <laughs> the amount of times I've said it. Yeah. But um, when it's like wet, right? Then it's not good, and I feel like that's where the sogginess comes. Like if you don't eat it right away True. and it kind of becomes wet, then it just quickly becomes disgusting. Yeah, there's a pretty small window that yeah. you have to eat yeah. it in. And also, I do agree that bananas in particular are like, once they're exposed to air, yeah. once you open that peel, there's a pretty rapid countdown to when it's edible. Yeah, absolutely. I, for the first time, made a banana bread, and I think the bananas were too ripe. <laughs> I thought, like, how, like, the browner they get, the sweeter right. they are. Yeah. There, there shouldn't be, like, a past due point. No. No, there is. Yeah. I mean, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Where it was like, <laughs> even in the final baked product, I was like, I can taste how disgusting those bananas oh, were. Good, good, good. <laughs> I still, we still finished it. Oh, great. But yeah, I I agree. It is a tricky product. However, I do love banana pudding. I will defend it to the death. And the fact that Magnolia Bakery, who follows me on Instagram, uh, has not sent me free pudding, even though I go to bat for them. Every week, disgusting. every day. Even though I went to that event at Jacob's Pickles where oh, they yeah. served Magnolia pudding and got ridiculously high to the point of embarrassing myself, <laughs> they didn't send me free pudding. <laughs> Outrage. Why isn't Levain and Magnolia Bakery done a partnership? Great question. Put banana pudding between cookies. <gasps> pudding sandwich. Done. I'll eat it. Yeah. Or not, and we'll start our own bakery. Okay. And do it. We got time. Anyway, thank you for your input, even though it's wrong. And, yeah, I don't think all banana puddings are equal. Some no, are bad. Some are bad, especially when they get wet. Yeah. Also, like, I do appreciate that Nilla wafers only exist for banana pudding. They're, what else? When else? Nobody have you is ever using them one? for anything no. else. Just banana pudding. Yeah. What else is happening in the Ryan Hotline? Hi, Matt. Hi, Mary. My name is. 
and I hate my name. My, first of all, my name is already, I got an old baby name. My name is Ruth. But um, <laughs> you're probably not going to hear this. But I just need to vet somebody because I haven't, I've been trying to push these, this as deep as I can. But I'm 27 years old and I have a fucking crush. A crush? I'm a grown woman. 27, I'm supposed to have a crush? What the fuck? Every time I see his dumb face, my heart beats really fast. <laughs> and I start thinking about it and I'm like, no! Get yourself together. A crush? At my age? Uh uh-uh. uh. And it's somebody from work, so I have to see him oh, every no. day. And it's so annoying. <sighs> I just need to tell somebody because nobody knows because I've been so ashamed of myself that I'm 27 years old with a crush. Oh my god. It's awful. <laughs> I just needed to tell somebody. Oh, my God. Thank you. I have a crush on okay. you Thanks, now. Guys. Love you. If you do um, put this on there, please let me know what episode it is so that I don't listen to it because <laughs> it's cringe. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Play this for your crush. Yeah. A work crush especially is a dangerous one. Oh, yeah. Because you can't escape that. No, they're gonna you're gonna have to quit your job. <laughs> Especially like I don't know how people have been having where if you work at a job where like you have to be on a Zoom all day every mm-hmm. single day mm-hmm. and like essentially you have the opportunity to just stare into the face of your crush. Yeah. Yeah. You just pin their Zoom box. <laughs> I know for a fact if I worked at an office job nine to five where I had to be on Zoom in that situation and I had a work crush, I would have done something to get me fired. <laughs> like I not on purpose, okay. but like by now I like I would have slipped up and like accidentally said something out loud thinking I was on mute mm. or like thought I was DMing someone else but sent it to them. Like done something that they would be like harassment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so don't harass your coworker. No, don't follow my example at all. But do create a shrine for him in your closet. Yeah. I do love where people are like, oh, having a crush is great because it's like harmless and like they don't have to know about it and you just get to like crush on them. No, it's not harmless. No. Actually, it's incredibly devastating. It's extremely painful for everyone involved. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a fine line between having a crush and like being Romeo, essentially. <laughs> Because that's what drove him to marry a 16-year-old and then kill himself. Wow. It's because he had a crush on some bitch named Rosalind. <laughs> I think, if I remember that correctly. Not Juliet. No, because he's, it's act one, scene oh, one. okay, okay. If you recall, of Romeo and Juliet, is Romeo is in love with some other girl and he's mm. like, oh, I love her and she doesn't love me back. And then he meets Juliet and he's like, actually, I'd rather jump in that caboose. <laughs> Beautiful. Anyway, yeah, devastating to have a crush. But I will admit, I don't think there's an age limit for having a crush. Well, 35. Okay. <laughs> you like how I still put it above me? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I think having a crush over 35 is embarrassing. Sure. You heard it here. But you're Those still are the rules now. You're still good. 27? Yeah, you got so many years. Your name might be that of an old woman, but you are still youthful and you can enjoy having a crush even though it is devastating and will ultimately consume your life. <laughs> or you'll fall in love. Yeah. You never know. We know. <laughs> anyway, thank you for calling into the Rant Hotline. Guess what? Next week's episode, the second to last ever episode of Unhappy Hour, the official seasons, will be a Rant Hotline episode. Woo! So basically, as soon as you hear this, you better call in and yeah. leave a rant. Yeah. And um, don't just bitch about how the show is ending. No. You can mention it and, and say how much you love us. But make your rant about something. 
something deep inside that you've wanted to share. Yeah, that you've always wanted to share. This is your chance. Do it. But you know what? Maybe we just leave the rant hotline open. Sure. Maybe we pop back in occasionally for like some rant hotline. I'm always down. You never know. Never. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. don't count on that. Okay. Call in with your rant hotline. Sure. (laughs) While you still have the chance. All right. Let's get into our headlines. All right, worst things first, let's chat about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week first. A police station in Virginia is finding itself in deep trouble because a sinkhole opened up underneath it and it's swallowing her right up. Oh, all right. Mother nature. Get it? Deep trouble. Wow. Yeah. Because it's it's going down. Yeah. It's deep. That's, that's a good one. You should be a comedian. Mother Earth said... A cab, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there's this police station in Virginia that's like on this highway, and this sinkhole opened up on the highway. And initially it was kind of small, but then like the hurricane, one of the hurricanes happened. I don't know which one. And then the sinkhole got way bigger. Initially was six feet wide and 30 feet deep. This is a question maybe I should save for the deep dive to have a deeper conversation about it. What? are sinkholes. Nobody knows. We should absolutely be asking that question. Because it's just like the earth just opens up. Like, is it not? Right. But sometimes it's like man-made because a lot of times it's like concrete, like streets will just open up. So is it like because of the concrete getting cold and then getting warmed up again and it just kind of breaks? Or is it like quicksand? I don't I don't like it. I don't understand no. it. And we can save this conversation for later. But right. yeah, don't like that. I do love, though, that they started pouring fill material under the highway to try to fill in the hole. And then they started just building a bridge over it. They were mm. like, fuck it. You're going to open up. We'll build a bridge over you. But the chief engineer building the bridge said, quote, we just put it together like a big Lego set. <laughs> OK. <laughs> and that feels like you shouldn't be saying that. No, if no. If you're the chief engineer. Absolutely not. Of a real life situation and not a children's book. Right. You're <laughs> as a chief engineer is actually eight years old. Right. It's just like he's really the best with Lego. Yeah. Lincoln Logs? Yeah. Fire him up. Yeah. I feel like Lincoln Logs are racist. I don't know why, but I just feel like, They're okay, pro- sure. you were building a plantation is what's happening? Yeah. Just because Abraham Lincoln lived in a log house? I don't know anybody else, a historical figure besides Laura Ingalls Wilder. And Abraham Lincoln, who lived in a log house. Why is that so much a part of Abraham Lincoln's identity? Because <laughs> he didn't do anything else with his life. What, like, didn't so they just fixate on the logs. Right. That's his legacy. Also because he was gay and he was swallowing logs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next, TSA at JFK Airport sent out an alert after an entire cat was found in someone's checked luggage. Alive? Yeah. That's not where that should be at all. No, they say pretty specifically, don't do that. Yeah. Um, it's one of the little icons when you're checking in and they're like, don't bring all of these things. And one of them is just like a little cat. I don't understand. So when you board an animal for a flight, uh-huh. they just throw it in with the luggage. Yeah, but like it's in a cage. But yeah, they just really, uh, that's my understanding. But it's not like that part of the plane is not like pressurized. What? does it look like is my question a cat no (laughs) where the suitcases go in an airplane i don't know i would assume it's like like a bus like how the bus has the like drawers at the bottom right you know what if it's like beautiful like versailles (laughs) you walk in and there's just like gold plating everywhere and like yeah chandeliers and just beautiful fountains and all of the luggage gets to just enjoy 
a vista yeah. of France. Then this cat is probably having a great time. No, it got caught before it made it to the flight. Oh, okay. Because the TSA agent noticed that there was big tufts of orange fur poking <laughs> out of part of the unzipped suitcase and was like, that doesn't belong there. And then they put it under the x-ray machine just to be safe and found uh, an entire four-pawed tailed cat. A.K.A. a cat. A cat, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, that person should not own a cat. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say that person's not responsible well, this for is another a, living creature. A dramatization of this person finding out that their cat was in there. Oh, my God. Uh, what? <laughs> How did that get there? <laughs> oh, my gosh. She does like to just jump in <laughs> suitcases sometimes. Yeah, that was their excuse was that <gasps> they did not know the cat was in there and it must have jumped in before they closed it up. Like, how do you not? Right. Unless the cat opened it. Like with its mm. sneaky little paws. Here's the thing about cats. I believe it. Yeah. I believe like, that a cat would sneak its way in like a little bitch. They have opposable thumbs. Yeah. They can fully operate a zipper. Yeah. They probably bought the plane ticket too. Yeah. Yeah. I bet it was, they were flying to that island where only cats live in Greece. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how that happens. When I pack a suitcase and close it up, I have to put, like, my whole pussy into it. There is no way. I, in the last, like, five years, have not closed a suitcase without exerting, like, G-force. Yeah, there is no room for a cat to sneak in. (laughs) Yeah, I don't have any extra room for a cat. Next, firefighters in Alaska got an unusual request from the Alaska wildlife troopers who needed help rescuing a 500-pound moose that got trapped in someone's basement. Moose are so big! Moose are scary big. I always think they're just like deer, but no, bitch. They're like king deer. Yeah, it's like bigger than an SUV. Yeah. 500 pounds. That's like an elephant. It's not like an elephant. I don't know how much elephants weigh. And this was just a (gasps) one-year-old moose. Oh! I guess it looked like it was eating vegetation near the window well of a basement window, and it fell through it and then fell into the basement through the glass. And six firefighters had to come in and save it. Once again, what do firefighters do? Be hot and save moose. rescue moose, yeah. Yeah. That's Not a, a fire in sight. I would do that. I would fall down a window. Oh, no. Come help. <laughs> I'm a thick baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, that's that story. Love um, it. And finally, people in w- Wauburn? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Wauburn, Massachusetts. No, you say, people would say Woburn, but Alex's family lives there, and we call it Woburn. Wow. Woburn, Massachusetts. So you just pronounce it wrong? Woburn. No, it's That's not wrong. That's how it's pronounced? It's unclear to me. It's basically how his family's like from there too. Woobin. Well, people there have been subjected to a barrage of attacks and intimidation by a group of wild turkeys. There are a lot of wild turkeys in that area. Led by a male bird named Kevin. It's always fucking Kevins. With the situation forcing some to take up improvised weapons. <laughs> And some residents reporting being trapped in their homes. Wow. 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 I should have done like in the field reporting about this during Thanksgiving. You should have killed Kevin. I should have. So Kevin is the leader of this band of turkeys who have been terrorizing this town in Massachusetts where Alex's family lives. Yeah. Also, I just got to point out, time to use the button. Birdwatch 2022. (laughs) What if Alex's family, it's like one of those moments where you find out that a bookcase has like a secret compartment behind Uh it. 
But instead of like a Nazi uniform, it's like five wild turkeys, <laughs> one named Kevin, yeah, a shrine to Kevin. <laughs> and they've secretly been like feeding him and supporting him and, yeah. f- and funding him. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> the other thing, though, uh, that we should all know about Wubin is that I saw two massive fucking coyotes. Like just I mean, they weren't fucking, but they were two massive coyotes. I've never seen coyotes so big before in my whole life. And now I think I know why. It's because they're. Eating yeah. really big turkeys. Or they've had to evolve to yeah. deal with <laughs> wild Fight <turkeys>. against Kevin. <laughs> well, I guess, according to this story, these turkeys only arrived in Woburn, um, <laughs> Woburn, Woburn, two years ago. And they were initially, like, kind of nice. But yeah. then over time, I mean, being in Massachusetts will turn anybody into yeah. a raging dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> and um, people there, like, are afraid to leave their house. Oh, no. um, the, the turkeys peck at their cars. They stop traffic. They go after kids on bikes. If you're walking or jogging or anything like that, they come after you. Here's the thing. This article says that turkeys are native to the U.S. They died out in Massachusetts by 1851 due to habitat loss. And so biologists in the 1970s reintroduced turkeys. What? By trapping New York birds and then reintroducing them in Massachusetts. And now there are like tens of thousands of turkeys in Massachusetts. Yeah, I've seen a lot of turkeys there. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. That like humans decided to just trap some New York turkeys, like 30 of them, and reintroduce them to Massachusetts. And now Against some, will. <laughs> some bird named Kevin is terrorizing a town. Could you imagine being forced to move from New York to Boston? That fucking sucks. Yeah. It sucks for those turkeys. Not great for them. Ugh. Anyway, shout out to Kevin. You're doing amazing. This may be a situation where I'm rooting for the bird. Yeah. And that is it for this week's Worst Things First. Next, we are getting high and diving deep into science. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Hey friends, this is Jen Hatmaker, your happy host of the For the Love podcast. You may wonder how I got into this podcasting thing. Well, I'm a speaker and an author who has happened to write a few New York Times bestselling books that really resonated with a pretty large community of women. And I thought, how great would it be to drop into the ears of this growing community every week via the magic of podcasting? So that's what we did. And I'm delighted to say we've been able to spark a bit of delight and uncover some hope and talk with great people about the big and small things that we care about and that affect our lives on the daily. So I'm thrilled to invite you to join me every Wednesday for new episodes of the For the Love podcast, where you'll hear the most incredible conversations with some of the best people on this planet. We're going to bring you moments of connection and laughter and hot takes on the things we care about going on in the world. So listen to and follow For the Love with Jen Hatmaker a Four Eyes Media production presented by Odyssey. You can get it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Dana Carvey and David Spade here. You might know our podcast, Fly on the Wall, featuring guests from across the entertainment industry. We decided to do a spinoff called Superfly, and it's fun. It's just two of us riffing on current events, pop culture, catching up, impressions. Joe, Trump's trying to be a dictator. Yeah, she says, uh, you know, bump on the tater tots. Joe, no. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to and follow Superfly on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. 
Wouldn't it be so funny if we accidentally started a fire and then we both died in it and <gasps> we had it all recorded? Because we were... That's true. And they'd find it like Pompeii. Yeah. We'd be perfectly preserved. Oh, my God. Spooning each other. Ew. What? If that door locked and a fire started in the corner and we had two minutes left to live, you wouldn't fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) No. No. All right, folks. And that's folks with a hard L. I bet I've said that exact. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Guess what? It's a weed episode. And that means I got. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) That means I smoked. And I ate an edible, and we're lighting it up intellectually. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay, so, but specifically, <laughs> specifically, we're doing stone science. Science yes. with Matt. Say it with me. Science, science with, with Matt. Matt. Can I get a science, science with Matt. Matt? This has been Science with Matt. Um, so let's just dive right in. My first thing that i was like what it's just fucked up to me that they milked a cow and then they found out all of the different ways to use what came out like there's rarely a thing that hasn't been incorporated with milk at some point yeah but i just mean even just the raw milk of it all yeah it's like they made butter cream half and half i think yeah coffee creamer oh yeah cheese cheese oh my god every kind of cheese so caught up in the liquids i forgot all about the solids there's so many solids and the semi-solids cottage cheese actually (gasps) creme fraiche (laughs) that's a middle one soft cheeses obviously ricotta yeah it's a real in-betweener very soft but it's just like who did all that right and it's fucked up that we just do that from cow titty milk yeah It just feels like butter and like cream cheese in particular are two things that like you can imagine them having in the Middle Ages. Yeah. Because it's like obviously when you get to like a Dorito, like enough has happened after whatever it was came from the earth. Yeah. That it's like obviously a medieval person would never figure that out. No, no. But butter, it's like so many steps that they had to figure out. Yeah, I mean, like who like was just like steps. sitting around just like kind of jerking off a bunch of milk. Right. Until suddenly they noticed it changed. Whipped cream, obviously. Oh. Famously, you watch it go from a liquid to a solid. Can't That's believe so I fun. left her out. My second one, this I, I feel like is just kind of a rudimentary stone thought. Okay. But science related. Mm-hmm. Which is like, how do we know the colors I see are the same colors you see? I fucking hate this question. I remember asking this in high school physics. Oh, and, and you thought you were so smart. Yeah, and the teacher immediately was like, you're a fucking dumbass. <laughs> Mr. Pazinski. No, that was my fifth grade teacher. Something else with a P. He had a stash. Ooh. Would you fuck him? Honestly, probably. Good to know. Not Mr. Pazinski. I just remember him being like, yeah, dumbass, like every color. That was such a Chicago <laughs> thing, dumbass. <laughs> he was like, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that? How do you say the state capital of New York? Albany. <laughs> I say Albany, too. It's Albany. It's Albany. I can't say it. I can't. It's Albany. so... Albany. I, that's it's I barely so wrong. Know Bani. Oh my god! 
Albany. Yeah, I barely know Albany. <laughs> um. Anyway, he was like, "Listen, dumbass." He's <laughs> <laughs> like. Each color has a different frequency. Like, we know the frequency of it. Okay. Like, so it's like, we're gonna, it's gonna be the same color we're seeing. Right. Because our eyes It's just literally the same thing. Right. Right. Um, we've probably talked about how airplanes work, but I don't get it. Not at all. I think about it every time I'm on, I'm on an airplane. And like, I, we just like trust that it's gonna work every time. Yeah. How does it work? I saw a TikTok from a flight attendant where she was describing turbulence with Jello. <gasps> I have not seen. She put like a little toy plane in the middle of a cup of Jello mm-hmm. and was like, "This is an airplane, and the Jello is the air, and like you can shake it a bunch, and that's turbulence, but like the airplane is stuck where it is. There's, it's not going anywhere because of the jet streams. Yeah, it's basically like solid. I hate that does it feel solid if you're outside of the plane obviously not (laughs) (laughs) unless you're also of course not (laughs) of course not but i thought that for a second because how fast does an airplane go like 500 miles an hour right or more wait a minute wait a second i feel like if you if you were a person (laughs) flying at that speed like yeah, it would feel like that, like Jello. If you just stepped out of the plane, obviously <laughs> right no, now. you'd fall right down. Yeah. Wow. But it's because you're moving at that speed, I think. Wow. But also, yeah, a speed of light is like so fast. So fast. I don't like thinking about things like light and the air as being solid. That's microwaves. Right. The fact that they Photons. do things. It's just like. Right. I just don't want to scale that small, you know? I feel like I don't really need to. Unrelated, but this thought just popped in my head. Tell me. Oh, speaking of science with Matt. Okay, <gasps> let's bank the other one. Um, Fuck, I'm going to forget if You're going to forget it. You're absolutely going to. Oh, it's like Sophie's choice. Now I have to pick one. You're going to forget, forget both other. now. No. Um, One thought was why were sea monkeys the choice of animal that we would give to children freaky children and are they real are no. sea monkeys real yeah like are what are they are they actually an animal or are yeah, they it's like, like a, a bacteria shrimp. it's a shrimp yeah we're giving kids bacteria farms to just grow <laughs> on their bedside table <laughs> um, i don't know man anything's marketable you can sell anything I bet you can. Yeah. That body. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So sea monkeys, that's confusing. And also, yeah, everybody who had sea monkeys was like, okay, weird. Yeah. yeah. Did you have goldfish? Yeah. And it died because I carried it a bunch of places. Oh, my God. Seriously? You were the girl from Finding Nemo? Not. I didn't take it out of the jar. But you, like, took it. But I carried the jar around a lot. So it just. (gasps) It was living in like constant tsunami <laughs> conditions. Horrible. <laughs> um, All right. What was the other thought? The other thought was we had this microscope at home uh-huh. that my brother got for like a birthday, which was a lame birthday gift for like eight year old. Yeah. It's like giving a kid a microscope isn't going to get them excited about science. 
dropping oh, eggs true. will get them excited about it science. actually like is a pretty common gift for children isn't yeah it? yeah they sell them in like kits yeah but this one it was like almost like a computer screen okay and you put it underneath it and then it would show it on the screen oh and i just remember i went to plug it in and got the most electric shock i've ever felt <laughs> <laughs> and that is why science is in me that was like a yeah. superhero moment oh my god but that was the i still think of it i was like oh right that was the time i got electric you, were, you mean electrocuted no because electric you were electrocuted but it was like a lot yeah i could have been killed also i don't know what zero g is i don't are you zero game because that's what you got <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I was just attacked. (laughs) You know, zero G is like the zero gravity. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 When you're in space, apparently. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're just like floating. It just feels like you're constantly falling. Oh, that's horrifying. That sensation that you get (gasps) like on a roller coaster. Yeah. Is what they experience constantly. I, my mind right now. That's why they I go into even, those like things the, the, that, that like shake them up and that they like, go around, 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 around. Right. They're like guinea pig wheels, but like also, what's that Adam? Right. Da Vinci? Da yeah. Vinci? Da Vinci man machine. Yeah. Um, they just feel that shit. constantly in space. Every single time. You know, you know why I think they're just floating? Because every time we see astronauts in like a movie, it's scored with like beautiful music right and i'm like they're having a great time but i think it's like because it's constant your brain will just be like okay we'll stop noticing it mind over matter mind over not even it's matter it just like yeah your brain will just adapt to it i'm pretty sure i read this all in a fiction book so they could be (laughs) wait a second (laughs) this is fully sci-fi oh the fact that a baby teeth are like right under the eyeball, basically. <gasps> How dare you? <laughs> my yeah. sister might be giving birth right at this moment. And now that's all I'm going to think of when I hold my beautiful new baby niece. Yeah. Every time you look at a baby, you just know if it didn't have skin, it would be a monster. It's <laughs> 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 true of anything. Um, my last one is like, I don't like to think about how many ants there are on earth no and how basically all it's just like they're everywhere mm-hmm. they came into my apartment to spray today oh no they were checking everybody's apartment how do they get all the way up here right 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 i don't know if it's when i got an email that was like hey there's gonna be like involuntary like pest checks for the whole building but i'm like what if they just sent that to our floor to make us feel better like it was everybody oh that's nice of them but like we're a problem yeah could be yeah you should you should reply all and see what happens i wish i had that power oh the number of ants it's just like you hear a statistic that there's like a trillion ants or something yeah like put together ants way more than all humans put together or something oh no doubt about it or like more i bet yeah but also just the type of bugs. There's so many. I don't like thinking about it. There's so many. 
Are you telling me each of those evolved for a different reason? That's insane. And what of them can I eat? No bugs. What? Why are you eating bugs? I don't know, just in case. Right. In case of emergency. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there were two things from the Worst Things First or Intro that we wanted to check in on. Oh, right. A bunch of people sent the story about Kraft Mac and Cheese, the lady who's suing Kraft Mac and Cheese because her Velveeta. Uh-huh. Ah, oh, nothing like it. it. It's like butter cheese. Yeah, it's fucked up. What is Velveeta? I what don't know. is Velveeta? Never tell me, please. It's not a real food stuff. Mm-mm. No part of that came from the earth. No, no, no. And um, I don't mind it. Velveeta soup. Oh, she's suing them because her five minute mac and cheese takes longer than five minutes to cook. Wow. Which it's fucked up. I saw that before, but just saying it high, I'm like, she's right. Yeah, absolutely. She's and right. And don't give me that bullshit about, oh, your microwave's different from other micro. No one here is supposed to be paying attention to what your microwave setting is to. They should just be making it all for the same situation. I've never agreed harder with something in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was just possessed. <laughs> yeah, when a recipe is like, microwave at 40 percent 40 percent of what yeah they made that up if it's not a button on the microwave i'm not doing it right 40 percent of what (laughs) (laughs) what yeah what is that you can microwave at different frequencies i heats why can't why is it in watts no one oh oh it's because microwave is the type of light that we can't see that just fucks me up and i'm right (laughs) I'm right. I want to flip this table over. Here's the thing, because we're coming to the end, mm-hmm. and I know we ordered chocolate chip cookies and pudding. Yeah, and brownie. And it's like definitely been delivered in this time. Right. I, bet. I was thinking about that. If like, what if he had been calling and we didn't answer? It's all I can think about. So we're gonna have to wrap this up so I can go <laughs> eat some cookie. Yeah. Gotta get a taste. Did you see Sesame Street tweeted some shit that was like, Cookie Monster's name is Phil? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? Phil? Yeah, like he has the first name that's not Cookie. So he should be Mr. Cookie Monster? Oh, it's not Phil. It's Sid. Did you know me name is Sid? But <gasps> me still like to be called Cookie Monster. <laughs> they just tweeted that shit out October 13th. <laughs> And this was Is that canon? Is that is that allowed? Yeah, I had to check the this is why Elon Musk is ruining Twitter. Yeah. Because for a second I could not trust whether this was the official cookie monster. Right. And I had to go check, but it is the official one. Sid, that's my grandpa's name. That is so fucked up. Hey. They just tweeted that out. Now it's canon. Yeah. Jim Henson, is he them? Yeah. He should be dead. He might be. Is he? Is Jim Henson alive? I think so. What? That's like, that's incredible. I'm so glad that Jim Henson gets to see the impact that he has made. Yeah, shit. Thank no. you. Thank you, Jim Henson. No, he died in 1990. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jim Henson. <laughs> but he was born in 1936. He like lived. Yeah, that he would only be like 94. It's pretty old. Do you think that he would agree that... We should go get Cookie? And that his name is Sid? 
we need to wake him back up. When will science do that? Yeah. For like one question at least. We We're not going to do another stone deep dive until they wake up Jim Henson. Yeah. Reanimate Jim Henson's corpse like Kermit the Frog. Is the only way to bring on happy hour back. <laughs> that should be... Yeah, of course if they reanimate his corpse, he should be used like a puppet. <laughs> oh my god we have to go write this movie (laughs) yeah that is a good idea for a movie Uh, yeah it's kind of kind of like the daniel radcliffe corpse one right swiss army man but jim henson's corpse is used as a puppet i'm sorry jim henson to seek vengeance for them announcing that cookie monster's name is sid Um, all right. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. All right. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. As we've been doing for the past few months, we're going to pick one cause to highlight for this entire month. And this month, in celebration of the holidays, we wanted to highlight a cause that we've highlighted in the past, and that is Trans Santa, which is an organization that sends gifts to trans youth in need, safely and anonymously. So obviously it is an incredibly difficult time to be uh, trans in the world right now. And what a nice thing that you can do to help support the trans community, especially trans youth. So we'll put a link to Trans Santa in our bio. You can either donate to the organization as a whole and support their work, or you can pick a specific person to buy gifts for and send. So um, all of those details will be at the link in our show notes. Check it out. And of course, all of our past Do Better White people are at the link in our Instagram bio, so you can support everything that we've done if you're feeling in a giving mood this holiday season. Moving on, what TV have we been watching? What have you been watching? I have started The Crown. I have been watching White Lotus. I fucking love it. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. And then I am fully in Lost. I, I, I am now on episode 12 of the first season, and I'm very into it. I love it. Yeah. What about you? What are you watching? What have I been watching? I watched, while I was at home, um, Dead to Me. Oh, yeah. Love Dead to Me. Came back for their final third season. Mm-hmm. Loved all of that. And then there's a show on Hulu called The Patient with Steve Carell and Dominic Gleason. Dom Hall Gleason. Not Dominic. The redhead guy. Um, that is very good. I don't think you would like it. Okay. You might like it. Why? Well, there's a lot of... So the concept is that this therapist gets taken prisoner. He's kidnapped by his patient who turns out is a serial killer. Not spoiler. This is like... That's the premise of the the show. The premise of the show. He's kidnapped by his patient who's a serial killer who wants to stop being a serial killer. And the only way he can try to do that is by confessing to his therapist, but he has to keep his therapist hostage. Of course. To prevent him from going to the police. But Steve Carell's character is Jewish and there's a lot of like very overt references to like 
concentration camps. Cool, 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 He's kept captive (laughs) and like, (laughs) yeah. So I don't know, you know, trigger warning on that if you you want to go down that road. Um, (laughs) But it was a thrilling 10 episode series. Nice. And I do, it is nice to like watch a thing that is contained. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love a miniseries. Maybe I'll, maybe it'll come back. Who love knows? a miniseries. Oh, I also watched Bad Sisters. <gasps> you and did? I loved Isn't it. it so good? Yeah. Everyone should watch Bad Sisters. I really, really loved I it. I really fucking loved that show. Yeah. Yeah. Great show. I called it, though. I knew. I mean, I think it was well, pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> <laughs> but it's great. <laughs> so, yeah, I watched a lot of stuff. Oh, I'm so glad you loved Bad Sisters. What is your non-TV chaser? My non-TV chaser is just a big old shout out to Jersey Cotton Sheets. I just fucking <laughs> the, the love concept. Jersey Cotton Sheets. Um, that like kind of almost fleece-like sheet that uh-huh. you put on uh, when it's chilly out. It's getting cold out there and it's so snuggly and cozy and it's like a little heavier and it just, ooh. Ooh, I love it. I love it so much. I want to go crawl in one right now. Yeah. And I just, it's so, and it's like really fully robe season now. Like I have mm. transitioned from my summer robe to my winter robe, which is more of like a, a thick terry cloth kind yeah. of thing, but a little fuzzier and uh, just all things cozy, making me feel good. Yeah. I need to bust the robes out. Gotta bust the robes out. I do think that is a good reminder that Whenever it starts getting dark at like 3 p.m. now, um, which we're firmly in getting dark at 3 p.m. season, it's like embrace it. We can't get out of it. Rather than just completely succumbing to seasonal depression, it's like, okay, I'm going to get naked, get in a robe, feel that terry cloth Mm. rub against myself, Mm. make some chili, enjoy it. Yeah. I'm going to make chili today. Do it. I've decided. I want you to. And I'm going to use the chopper I bought because of TikTok. Wow. Is it a slap chop? I don't know what that is. You don't remember slap chop from the infomercials? No, it's not a slap chop. Okay. (laughs) It's that thing that it's like basically like a lever and you put the thing in the middle and it like eats it like an alligator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, my other chaser. I have complicated feelings about Spotify wrapped Uh um, because it's like I just know that my Instagram for the next three days at least is just going to be people sharing their Spotify wrapped and thinking they're the most interesting people ever. Of course. No. We're all basic. (laughs) Especially when it's like, okay, I follow a lot of gay people and it's like, We've all been listening to the same five people. It's not that special. You're, we're all the same. Um, unfortunately for me, <laughs> yeah, because I had, um, I will put on like this classical music playlist that Spotify suggests. It's not like I curated it myself. I play this Spotify playlist while I work, so yeah. it's on for several hours. And my top Spotify artist was Chopin. <laughs> Is that how you say it? Even? I don't even know. I think it's Chopin. But you texted the you texted our group a photo of your Spotify wrapped, and I was already on a plane, and I started laughing out loud hysterically. And the guy next to me was like looking over in that like "what's so funny" kind of way, and I was like, "You wouldn't understand." It was <laughs> so <I'm> literally like... <laughs> Chopin, Harry Styles, Beyonce, yep. Casey Musgraves, yep. The Five Divas. Labyrinth, who is the person who sings the Euphoria theme song that I I listen to like a bunch. Uh, Anyway, but what I do love about Spotify Wrapped is that we always get to see everybody who has unhappy hour in their top podcast listens. So that is always very nice. And that brings me joy, especially as 
We only have a few left. Only got a couple. Only two after this. Uh-oh. Uh, all right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. Make sure you call in the rant hotline for next week's episode. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. As always, you can buy some merch at unhappyhourshop.com before it is gone. You can head to the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Follow us, rate us, review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, Marina Henke, and me, Matt Bellasai. Grace Chen, Liz O'Malley, Meredith Rice, and Kirk Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Bellasai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. I keep (laughs) wanting to sing All I Want for Christmas, and then it comes out as wicked. As it should. As it should. Maybe I'll try again. Okay. Uh, Bye-bye. I don't want a lot for Christmas. (laughs) That sounds way better. (laughs) 